There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. With Brian Cranston this morning. Yeah, the star of Breaking Bad. He released a video on social media announcing he was diagnosed with COVID-19 a little while ago. Said he was very lucky and only had very mild symptoms. Yeah, well, that's good to know. I guess, uh, you know, if, if you go through anything like that, it's just so varies. You know, you see people who are in the hospital and other people who have long-term symptoms that never quite seem to go away. What do they call those? The long-termers? Yeah. I wanted to announce that I had COVID-19 a little while ago. Very lucky, uh, very mild symptoms. And um, so I thought maybe there's something I can do. So I started a program there. So hopefully the plasma donation can help some other people. Here I am at UCLA Donation Center. How's your aim, Ron? All right, I guess. Nothing is so entertaining to me than the positive scoochie. Thanks, Ron. I'm sorry. Wow. How much is that? 840 milliliters. Beautiful product. Beautiful gold. Liquid gold. Outstanding. Thanks, Ron. Hmm. Yeah. The point of the video is to highlight the importance of donating plasma to help others, even shows footage. There at the UCLA Blood and Platelet Center in the caption, he said, you're probably feeling a little tied down. Restricting your mobility, and like me, you're tired of this. Well, I just want to encourage you to have a little more patience. Wow. So. Yeah. Um, by the way, you guys heard, speaking of COVID, that Herman Cain passed away. Do you remember yes. him? Yeah. Didn't he, he run for president yes. at some point? He did. He, yeah. was, he yeah. was considered a, a Republican frontrunner at one point. Yeah. Anyway, Herman Cain, there's, there's a whole story behind him. He passed away yesterday at the age of 74. He had been battling COVID-19 for like a month. And if, if you're not familiar with his name, he's best known for his campaign for the Republican presidential nomination in 2011. And there was a stretch there where he was actually considered the frontrunner. Well, before politics, he was a successful businessman, and he served as the CEO of Godfather's Pizza in the 80s and 90s. I loved Godfather's Pizza. I did, too. Are there any of those? I mean, I immediately... Not in this area that I don't think. That crust. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Me neither. I don't know if I've ever heard of him. I gotta look him up. Yeah, and those were the years like that I was... You know, eating Godfather's Pizza when he was running it. Right. Um, anyway, he was diagnosed with COVID-19 on June 29th, like a week after. We remember that rally, President Trump's rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma? Oh, yeah. And it was very controversial because it was held inside an indoor arena where most of the attendees didn't wear masks and weren't doing the social distancing thing. And the date was an issue, too. 
Right. Well, three weeks after the rally, Oklahoma reported record high COVID-19 numbers. And, of course, there is speculation that he caught the virus at the rally. Well, anyway, he was talking about the risks from the rally. I want to say this is like a week after he attended the rally. First of all, people were concerned because of the media about whether or not this was going to turn into another uptick in the number of cases for COVID-19. Temperature checks were taken on everybody. They took my temperature. Masks were worn by some people. I wore a mask when I was in groups of people. Sanitizer was everywhere. So people didn't have an excuse. Whether or not it's going to work or not, we don't know. But the chances are, even though it was a crowded room of people, if they took precautions, probably not going to be a big uptick. Yeah, so a post on his website from July 2nd said, we honestly have no idea where he contracted it because Herman was doing a lot of traveling the past week, so there's really no way to, mm. to trace that. But he had been healthy in recent years. He was still technically in a high-risk group because of his history with cancer. He overcame colon and liver cancer in the mid-2000s. But, uh, yeah, Herman Cain, gone at the age of 74. Mm. President Trump weighing in, calling him a wonderful, very special man. Mm. We're going to take a break here. we got more e-news to come, including the NBA and the perfect self-isolating dance playlist. As your e-news continues next. The CEO of Planet Fitness said in an interview, the gym should be part of the solution to the coronavirus pandemic. Sure, you want to help? Lock the front door. During an interview with ABC News, Dr. Fauci mentioned a new safety measure to defend against the coronavirus. If you have goggles or an eye face or an eye shield, you should use it. We're one week away from Dr. Fauci telling everyone to walk around in a beekeeper suit. Am I right? Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Today was National Avocado Day, though it might as well be National Avocado Year because 2020 cost us way more than we expected. It went bad really, really quickly. <laughs> So highlights from the monologues on the late night talk shows last night. And speaking of the late night shows, Alanis Morissette was on the Tonight Show last night. And God bless her. She was struggling to perform her song Ablaze remotely because her young daughter kept interrupting her. <laughs> The NBA, though, restarted in its bubble last night in Orlando, and there were two games, Utah Jazz and the New Orleans Pelicans and the Lakers and the Clippers. And during both national anthems, everyone on the court kneeled, every player, every coach, and even the refs. Hmm. Most likely it was planned because it was the same in both games. And NBA Commissioner Adam Silver is fine with it. Afterward, he said, I respect our team's unified act of peaceful protest for social justice. 
and under these unique circumstances, will not enforce our longstanding rule requiring standing during the playing of our national anthem. Oh. What a shift there, huh? All right. Yeah. Hmm. But all of them, even the refs, everybody. Yeah. I wonder if that would have been as easy for them to pull off if they would have had crowds in the stands. Oh, I'm sure not. But it had to have been weird. I, th- I think it's just weird being in an enclosed space and just not, you know, seeing the fans. Like, the cutouts just aren't the same thing yeah. without the crowd noise. And basketball is different, too, because, I mean, I think you know anyone that's ever walked into a basketball practice, the noises with the squeaking of the shoes and right. just the echoing of the balls bouncing and just the noise, the, the talk and the chatter and the – it's a – it definitely has a soundtrack, and mm-hmm. it, it really makes it feels empty when it is. Well, it really basketball is super interactive when it comes to fans. Like they're always chanting, yelling, jumping up and down, mm. waving their arms. Like you know, because it goes from the one one net to the other net so quickly. It's mm-hmm. like everyone seems like they're always involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here's what I thought that was interesting: boxing matches have no audiences because of COVID nineteen. And since there's no crowd, you can really hear how loud the punches are landing on the boxers' bodies. Like, those aren't punching bags. Yeah, I don't want any part. (laughs) Boy, can you imagine? No. That is is so weird. Is this what uh, Mike Tyson fight's going to be like? Maybe. Wow. Three, four. Wow. Yep, there you go. Mm. Well, Ellen DeGeneres has finally spoken. Yeah, so bring us up to date. What's going on with Ellen DeGeneres? All right. So there have been a lot of people that uh, have worked for her that are coming forward and saying that the entire environment there is toxic, um, complaining of hostile work environment hostile work and fa- uh, racial tensions um there's been little rumblings of this for a couple years now long time long time and now this is just like really exploded over the last what month or so yeah and and just reports of ellen being very difficult to work for and, and not paying them um yeah i mean pretty much everything that you could imagine <laughs> and we hear stuff about we hear stuff like that about certain people and you know sometimes where there's smoke and other times you wonder are they just like ganging up on her beating up on her because she's so nice i, I was never really sure about that because mm-hmm. on the show you would never think in a million years i mean look at how she she ends her show what does she say you know be kind to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, be nice, be kind. I mean, that's her platform, really, spreading joy and kindness. Yeah, she, you know, preaches a lot of charitable stuff and be nice to people and be tolerant and respectful. love her. She's best friends with everybody. Yeah. So anyway, she has, she has finally um, said something anyway. She, I have the entire letter she sent to her staff. She says... She goes, hey, everybody, it's Ellen. On day one of our show, I told everyone in our first meeting that the Ellen DeGeneres show would be a place of happiness. No one would ever raise their voice and everyone would be treated with respect. Obviously, something changed and I am disappointed to learn that this has not been the case. And for that, I am sorry. Anyone who knows me knows it's the opposite of what I believe and what I hoped for our show. Hmm. Um, She goes on to say, I'm not going to read the whole thing. As we've grown exponentially, I've... Not been able to stay on top of everything and relied on others to do their jobs as they knew I'd want them done. Clearly, some didn't. That will now change, and I'm committed to ensuring 
this doesn't happen again. I'm also learning that people who work with me and for me are speaking on my behalf and misrepresenting who I am, and that is to stop. As someone who was judged and nearly lost everything for just being who I am, I truly understand and have deep compassion for those being looked at differently or treated unfairly, not equal or worse, disregarded. To think that any one of you felt that way is awful to me. It's been way too long, but we're finally having conversations about fairness and justice. We all have to be more mindful about the way our words and actions affect others. And I'm glad the issues at our show were brought to my attention. I promise to do my part in continuing to push myself and everyone around me to learn and grow. So I heard the the executive producer was fired. Mm-hmm. was being let go. Saying that I guess it was like the, the top echelon of management that was responsible supposedly although you know how do you not know like doesn't the kind of the buck stop at the top yeah and that's what she's saying you know she's i take responsibility and i'm gonna fix it mm. yeah so we'll see yeah we'll see all right 647 jeff and jen cincinnati's q102 let's talk about dancing like no one's watching it used to be something we just said but now it's kind of your only option they asked 2,000 Americans to pick the songs that made them want to get up and dance, <laughs> even if they're dancing alone. Everybody dance now. Yeah. And uh, there's some great songs on here, like Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. That's a fun song. That's a fun head-bopping song right there. Any kind of song that like tells you what to do in the dance, you know, like Shake It Off, you feel like you know what you're supposed to do. So I feel like I got to shake something off. Yeah. like I got a B on me. Yeah. I got to shake it off. Work by Rihanna. Oh, Get yeah. Lucky by Daft Punk. Uh, remember Hey Ya by Outkast. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Shake it like a Polaroid picture. Yep. Just Dance by Lady Gaga. God, I gotta have, like, now I got some of these We here. should have all of them. Don't you kind of feel like we should take an hour and just play all 10 of them? I believe we should. It is we Friday. We can have a, a, a dance hour. Let's do it and order breakfast. Okay. (laughs) Then we'll start with this one. ABBA on Q102. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast. Brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.